in 2012, writer Jason Aaron embarked on a quest to reshape the God of Thunder for the modern age. Together with superstar artists like Isad Ribic, Russell Dodderman, and more, Aaron would take readers on a journey into mystery, and the mightiest Avenger would never be the same. The Geeksplained Book Club proudly presents The Days of Thunder. Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explain Book Club, The Days of Thunder, where every single Friday I, alongside my Warriors 3, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Jason Aaron, Isad Ribic, and Butch Geis's Thor. We're here. We are doing the long awaited thor run by jason aaron seven years worth of comics and there's a reason we're doing all this and that is because thor love and thunder is going to be hitting screens very soon and to celebrate we're tracking the run that has i think influenced this movie more than literally anything else and i'm really excited to talk about this and i'm of course joined by the only two men who i would trust to be plucked out of different periods of time to help me stop a god bomb first off the mighty malcolm russell nelson i and the prince of thunder jacob brown ah fellow asgardians greetings verily (laughs) barely we're talking thor guys i'm really excited about this Oh yeah, man, I'm definitely not Thor about it. Oh man. Uh, ooh. So <laughs> this is an interesting uh this is an interesting little reversal of roles here because normally for the last two seasons of the book club, I have been reading books for the very first time, and yet I am returning to this book after having read it long ago. And the newcomer role is being filled by Jacob Brown. Jacob, you've never read this run. Am I correct? Uh, no, no, I have not. Uh, um, uh, I was just, we were just talking about like, well, I, I had to ask him like, what happened before this? And um, and it was uh, the J. Michael Shavinsky run that happened right before this that led to Ragnarok and the renewal of New Asgard. Um, I didn't realize this preceded that. Had I had known, I probably would have just kept going with this book. Um, I didn't realize <laughs> it just picked up right after that. Um, yeah, this is, God, this was so good, guys. This, uh, uh, listeners, you can't uh, wait till we get into this because this is like, mm-mm. yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. And it's, it's funny because we had, as Jacob mentioned, the J. Michael Straczynski run, which was like seminal at the time. It was the modern Thor run. Yeah. And then we had Siege. 
we had Fear Itself. And then with Marvel Now in 2012, Jason Aaron began this odyssey for the Odinson. And any time that I needed to know about this, because I, I remember reading this, I came to this a little bit later in the run, but I was recommended this run several times at least by Malcolm, who has read this run thoroughly and mm-hmm. he is he's somebody that i always look to for uh catching me up on stuff malcolm do you remember reading this for the first time yeah i was on this when it was coming out um i uh it was after avx uh there was a big marvel now launch and i wanted to read all of the main heroes books uh i had been a fan of jason aaron up to this point uh he had done a lot of work on the x stuff um He'd done a, a like a Wolverine and the X Men had already started, and he'd yeah. been, uh, he had done like Schism and a bunch of really cool stuff. So I was excited to uh, I was excited to see his take on Thor. It was a uh, build as like heavy metal Thor, um, you know, pretty crazy. He's he's a big like metally kind of guy. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of Jason Aaron anybody, but uh, he's sure, a big dude with big beard uh, seemed like it was going to fit pretty well. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty excited to, to read it. Yeah, and it's, it, it's funny as you say that. Jason Aaron does exude BBE, big beard energy. Uh, TM, the first time. Apparently. There's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> um, but this coming out of, like, AVX and coming out of Marvel Now, which is why I still think AVX is one of the most important Marvel events that has ever happened, because we would not get marvel now without avx and this was kind of a shift for uh for thor who had been dealing with a lot of i guess more like earthbound stories because a lot of that j michael straczynski run dealt with the whole broxton oklahoma you know Mm. asgard being moved there and like dealing with the asgardians and their relationships with the humans at the time where this kind of resets the board for thor takes him back out into the cosmos takes him back out into the realm of the gods Mm -hmm. and in this week we are going to be tackling issues one through eleven this is the entire gore the god butcher saga now we are going to be blitzing through this uh, Jason Aaron Thor run. We're going to be tackling more issues each week than we normally do, but I think it's worth it for the amount of story that is involved in these issues. So without further ado, gentlemen, let's get into it. Let's yeah. start this off. Mm-hmm. So chapter one, uh, is entitled a world without gods. And we pick up in eight ninety three AD on the western coast of Iceland, and we encounter young Thor, my favorite Thor. This is Dude Bro Thor. This is uh. this is who, if Taika Waititi had come into the Thor franchise instead of Kenneth Branagh for that first Thor movie, this is the Thor we would have gotten with Chris. Oh, Hemsworth. absolutely, Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. This yeah, is he's... this is Beowulf Thor. This is so yeah, cool. One hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. This is uh, this is dumb Thor. Yeah, love and dumb Thor. Love dumb Thor. <laughs> I am Thor Odin's son, Prince of Thunder. For him, God of Thunder, Prince Asgard, heir to the throne of the realm eternal. I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what more does my dad was king? 
what yeah. energy does that my, need my yeah. dad owns a dealership that's what he yeah. does <laughs> he owns a deal dealership it's the rainbow bridge dealership yeah, that's right <laughs> I got all, he's got many franchises across like the realms man and I'm, I'm just coming here i'm just coming down here to cancun to uh to relax and <laughs> lay some bitches like that's the thor energy time, we have. bro exactly <laughs> like thor yeah. is fraternity thor here and he's just into drinking sleeping with women and fighting people and it's no. it's interesting what i noticed and i want to see what you guys think of this because this uh for the most for the most part, this entire 11 issues, with the exception of one, is drawn by Isad Ribic, who I love mm -hmm. his art to death. Mm -hmm. I Though, didn't, I was like, it was like probably like uh, a few like issues into this that I realized that it was like who he was because I was just like, wait a minute, why does this artwork look so familiar? And then I remembered my favorite, possibly one of my favorite standalone Thor stories, which is Loki Blood Brothers. Yes, uh, yep. I didn't. I didn't realize that he drew that too. Listeners, um, mm -hmm. if you ever get a chance, read that as well as uh, the or, motion comic. I was gonna that, say, yeah, watch the motion comic. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Motion comics need to come back just as, really? as a medium. Yes, yes. they do. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yes, they do. I agree okay. with that. I think they do. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think we need. I'm more outvoted, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that I noticed, because this is 2012 Isad Ribic, who all art changes and evolves as it goes over time. This honestly kind of reminded me a lot of Frank Quitely. Uh-huh. If yeah. Frank Quitely is like uh, into shadows and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's Quitely if he has like a drier colorist. Mm -hmm. Right. And Which... I never made that connection previously. Like Isad Ribic has done, I think, most famously Secret Wars, 2015 Secret Wars, where... It, everything just looks like it's chiseled out of stone yeah. yeah yeah and this is still like you could very clearly see that it's still the same artist but it feels a little rougher which i like mm -hmm. it's it's interesting and i never made that connection before until reading it this time but Saad uh Rubik does the best like surprise faces in the business yeah. so good the expressions the, the on these big eyes oh. and like wide mouth is always just a delight to see it's so good he it's loves so the good. open gaped mouth with like the bottom row of teeth yeah, yeah. He, oh he loves that uh, loves that so, shit so who doesn't it's true so thor is hanging out with uh some vikings after they've like slain some shit when they find a body laying in the river but it's not the body of a human it's the body and the head of a god thor takes this as a challenge he's like everybody go inside you go have a good time something i like totally got this guys you should all go inside i'm like so got like this axe it's not mjolnir but it's totally gonna do the job yarn bjorn yarn bjorn this is the first <laughs> appearance of yarn bjorn which yarn, is yarn. I think more of a uh, more of an influence on Stormbreaker in the movies than the actual Stormbreaker from the comics. Mm -hmm. Yes, but like, I wish they just called it Yarnbjorn. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It'd be better. There's a great video by uh, by Nando V Movies on YouTube who did a little bit of a rewrite to Infinity War nice. to the to that to, to take out uh, Peter Dinklage yelling where's the hammer for four Where, minutes where's the handle, where's the handle? <laughs> where is it you were supposed <laughs> to protect us Thor. 
Free! Free! <laughs> but basically, um, instead of uh, instead of Drax going with uh, going with Peter and them to go find Gamora, he goes mm. with Thor instead with mm. Rocket and Groot, and they go to Nidavellir. They do this all, all this stuff, and I'm not doing it any justice, but the pitch is really cool. Uh, he basically, when the thing shuts and like Thor has to like hold it open to bring in the star energy, yeah. he can't. He's burned up, and Drax is like, we need this axe to kill Thanos, right? Okay, cool. And he goes and he pushes it open. It completely like incinerates him. So Drax dies, and Ooh. then the axe gets made, and they're like, okay, what do you call it? And he's and Thor says, you know, in my culture it was originally called Yarnbjorn, but I'm going to call it the Destroyer after Drax. And I thought that was a really cool pitch. That's like a really better. cool little rewrite. That's that way is better. good. Yeah. Nanavi yeah. movies knows what he's doing. But yeah, so either way, coming right back around, uh Yarnbjorn. Yarnbjorn is gonna be a long standing character in this in this Jason Aaron <laughs> run. So make sure you yes. keep an eye on that axe. Yarnbjorn is absolutely the smoking gun. So we cut to the present day, deep space of the planet Indigar, which is a planet that has been praying for rain. It has been praying for any kind of relief from their gods, but they have been through a long, long drought, many, many years. It's like California up there, but they still pray to their gods every single night and they are not getting answered until Thor arrives. I love how he's drawn here with the, the rain just coming down and he's lit by the lightning, the blue lightning from Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. I swear, this is the first time you see Thor responding to prayers. Also, I was just going to yeah. mention that wonderful yeah. mission that made. Uh, it was. It's really interesting. I was. I've never seen this before. Uh, where he's just like, um, "Your prayer summoned me," and everything. And I was like, "Oh yeah. crap, that's actually yeah, neat." The God. Yeah, and I think that that has it's to easy. do a lot with this like modern conception that like, oh no, they're they're not really gods. They're like they're aliens and like. You know, we mistake their, them as their technology is magic and yeah. magic is technology yeah. and all that stuff. But I like that in the comics, they are just gods mm-hmm. and gods are just a race of beings. That's just mm-hmm. how it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he comes to the aid of this little girl who has been praying on to every god and then suddenly decided to pray to Thor. And he answered her. He decides to stay for a little bit, drink some ale and he tells them stories about Asgard, and he's confronted by this old man later on who is like, look, I, I know everything you were saying was like bullshit, but like, thanks for telling them stories. And Thor's like, what the, what are you talking about? Like, I'm real, gods are real. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I just like, we've never seen gods. And we keep praying to them and we don't know if they exist. So Thor decides I'm going to go investigate this finds a little city hidden in the clouds, which the design of this is just super cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love me some sky cities. Yeah. Right. Like sky castles all in this like volume. It's been really kind of cool. Gorgeous. Hell yeah. And so Thor goes to investigate this sky castle and finds all the gods of Indigar are dead. And it is gruesome. Another thing that Asad Ribic loves Hanging people up by chains. 
Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. Uh, a lot of Hellraiserness. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of Hellraiserness. <laughs> and, oh. a, and as Thor investigates the dead bodies of all these gods, like there are dozens of them and they're gigantic. And as he's like investigating this, he's like, you know, this wasn't like they didn't kill themselves. They weren't like attacked by many people. This was one person. This was one person with a weapon that they didn't leave behind. And as we see, the weapon is this black goop. That's important for later. And as Mm. Thor begins to figure out what this actually is, he's attacked by this black creature, this goo monster that attacks him. And it is... It's funny because later on, and I spoilers for the Donnie Cates Venom run, I suppose. Um, the black goo is eventually revealed in Donnie Cates Thor run to be uh, the first tools of Null, the god of the symbiotes. And so this is essentially a symbiote creature. And I remember back when I was first reading this, I was like, oh, okay, it's like Venom. And like. <laughs> little I, did you know how right yeah. you were. little did i know yeah but this thing attacks thor thor battles with it i totally thought oh sorry i thought no, i totally i totally thought that this was um uh a lot like uh kingdom hearts with the little shadow oh the minions. heartless yeah the heartless i thought this was literally yeah. like the heartless just coming yeah, out or something now like you're that. speaking my language yeah i thought this now was you're darkness speaking my stuff. language yeah 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 and it is at this point in time that's exactly what it's considered um but thor recognizes this creature and he's basically like oh fuck if gore the god butcher is alive we're gonna about we're gonna have some fucking problems and then it cuts to many millennia from now just jumps in the middle of this fight scene to the great (laughs) hall of asgard where king thor sporting an eye patch big beard energy and the arm of a destroyer wakes up and brings himself back to his feet, summons Mjolnir, and goes back to battle, not with one of these strange creatures, but with a whole army of them. So something's going on. Something's going on here. Gore is somehow involved in three separate timelines, which from that, just from that first issue, I'm like, I'm fucking in. Like, what is going on here? I love mysteries especially when they're bundled up in my my superhero comics but <laughs> it's it's just good it's just good i love murder mysteries so uh chapter a 2 god butcher named gore Come dude on. I mean, yeah like i mean i said metal as fuck yeah our no, uh, my uh, doctor who curiosity was just like three different timelines huh let's see uh this is 100 percent a, a multiple doctor story it really is yeah <laughs> Yeah. Like, and from what it's I know about Jason man. Aaron, he's a wrestling fan, and I believe he's also a Doctor Who fan. Oh, really? Like, this is 100%. Oh, yeah, that kind of explains it. Yeah, because um, I also love his, like, Doctor Strange run. So, yeah, that was, yeah, that definitely makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that makes <laughs> sense. So, chapter that two, Blood in the Clouds, starts up with, once again, our buddy, our buddy, Brothor. <laughs> Uh, who is trying desperately? He just, wants to lift the hammer. he just wants to lift that hammer, man. Oh, God. By the bristling beard of Odin, you are a stubborn hammer. 
He's just the boy sitting in a room looking at a hammer, trying to lift it. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I love how angry <laughs> he is that he can't lift it. <laughs> like he's so mad and it makes he's, me really happy. I would be too. And so it was like, you know what? Fuck you, man. I have my ax. Like <laughs> it's, it's so good. I love young dumb Thor. And we ne- then cut to this great little, like this great page spread of three different timelines interacting with what their destiny is at the same time. Thor's battling a demon. King Thor's battling many demons and Rothor is heading off across the sea to go find out where the head of this god came from. And as they arrive, they are being watched by this terrifying little figure in the fog who's like, I smell god flesh. I Gore rules, okay? I think Gore is just... Gore rules. Gore's walking on water right here, too. Yeah, straight up. Which is hilarious. We can't forget that. Which is pretty dope. And it's also, it, it works on a, a lots of different layers because of everything that we go into with his belief system and him yeah. eventually becoming the thing that he hates. It's mm-hmm. very well done. Good writing. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor up. and his uh, Vikings arrive on the banks of the Neva River in what will someday be called Russia. And they encounter the locals there who have summoned their gods to battle with them. And upon their mighty steed rides down nobody. (laughs) There's a bloodied Pegasus-like creature. Thor rides it off into the sky as the two armies clash. And as he goes off to find out what happened to the other gods, another god flies by on his horse, beheaded. So now we know what the hell is happening, and we first encounter Gore. And Gore is wielding the Necroblade. I love the Necroblade. I think it's such a cool idea. It's essentially, for you D&D players, this is the uh, Hexblade. Hexblade Warlock. Mm -hmm. And it's very much the same as, like, uh, Hela from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's where right. yes. she summons the yeah, same black blades, and I'm a little sad because I don't know how that's going to translate to gore and love and thunder, but I do know that Christian Bale's going to sell the hell out of it. Yeah, he, he, I mean we've, we've seen his we've seen his sword a little bit, which is very different. Which I I like that it's it's like a big broad sword. Yeah, big claymore. It's cool for yeah. sure. Yeah. I just hope it's not like a lot of like I'm gone. Why you want to kill me? Where are the gods? That's you wouldn't, you wouldn't pray to an ordinary citizen. Pray to me! That's <laughs> <laughs> all we're going to get. It's all we're going to get. I, I love it. And then he flies off the ledge. And it's yeah. Sick. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's uh, all I that's all I heard as as Gore in, while reading this was just Christian Bale uh, Batman just saying yeah. all of this. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. So Brothor engages with Gore. And just from what you saw of the trailer, Jacob, yeah. how do you feel about the two different looks of Gore from the Christian Bale version versus the comic book version? 
I mean, it it makes sense that this this version is very alieny, very uh-huh. uh, alien like, and and I love the tendrils. It reminds me of uh, the Star Wars characters that uh, they have like the the long tendrils on, on their back of their heads and like yeah, loop, loop like around. Yeah, like uh, exactly. Uh, it, it's um, it's kind of like that. And uh, with Christian Bale, Christian Bale reminds me like uh, of like uh, oh, God it reminds it looks like a dark uh, monk. Like a uh, like Buddhist monk, pretty much. Um, looks like Voldemort. Tattoos. Yeah, there you go. Just with a nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voldemort with the uh, with tattoos, with black tattoos. That's kind of what it, I thought of. I kind of like it. It's a little more. Um, it's a little more uh, um, human based and humanoid based. Yeah. But uh, I definitely like this comic book version because that the tendrils kind of like are. <clears throat> from the it's cool. It's yeah. very very cool, and I like his design. Yeah, and how like simplistic and yet like really intricate it is with mm-hmm. the necro blade likes essentially looking like it's infecting him i yeah. dig that a lot it's like it's, his cape and everything and that's like kind of cool that it was his yeah. cloak yeah and then there's some really cool like imagery stuff coming with it later too mm-hmm. with it being like armor and being very malleable yeah and it becomes like this is early days gore where he's still just like killing indiscriminately he doesn't have a plan he's just trying mm-hmm. to figure out like where's a god all right i'm killing him where's the next god all right i'm killing him he's and got so the he's, butcher part just, yeah just all about the butcher part right now all yeah. about the butcher and so him and thor have this battle in the sky i love how asad Rebic like draws this and like the the blood splatter and everything it's very very cool mm-hmm. and eventually the two of them continue to fight until gore has young thor up by the throat carrying him in the sky and he gives him that classic that hella line from thor ragnarok where he's like tell me now prince of asgard before you all you're able to do is whimper and scream what was thor the god of before he died and he just goes thunder dude and fucking lightning strikes just a great moment strikes them both they fall back to the earth Meanwhile, back in the present day, because again, the hammer is not the god of thunder. Exactly. Uh, so cool. Thor is battling against this creature, is able to dispatch it, and decides, "I need to follow this trail of dead gods. I need to figure out what to do next." Where we get the best version of Thor, Cosmic Investigator Thor. Cosmic Cop can... Thor. God, it's so cool. Thor PI. It's friggin' sick. It's friggin' sick, bro. Oh, wait, that's Knight Rider. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. I would definitely take the, the voice of Kit for Mjolnir. That would be very interesting. <laughs> oh, are you ready for your adventure today? Yes, all right, let's go. <laughs> uh, chapter three, Hall of the Lost. Uh, Thor goes to the library. Because that's where all good investigations take you. Mm-hmm. He goes to the Library of the Gods and is specifically brought to the Hall of the Lost by the head librarian, where it is just books upon books upon books of gods who have gone missing or who just haven't been answering their prayers. And Thor's like, Oh my God, how has how nobody mentioned this? How is nobody talking about this? Like, is no one worried that all of our gods are just disappearing? And apparently not. 
because this library has just stood here and no one seems to be panicking. Thor is a good cop because he just stumbled on the case where there's a bunch of cold cases connected to it. And he said, okay, let's go through all these cold cases. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on. We'll see if there actually is a connection. So he spends the next couple of pages doing that, which is awesome. <laughs> we get that great cop montage of him investigating these these cold cases, showing up to the yeah. crime scenes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's just like reading, flipping the pages and like stressing and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like his face superimposed, like looking stressed as like exactly. the main image is him showing up to these crime scenes, <laughs> speaking to witnesses, taking notes in his notepad that's way too small. <laughs> Goes back to the office to make a Stover's dinner because he's going to be working late. <laughs> kicks, kicks over his ashtray. Yeah, exactly. Downs a bottle of ale. <laughs> Gets back to work. <laughs> Has a murder board, you know. Yeah. With the, All the strings. With the he slumps down in his armchair with a bottle of whiskey. How does it connect? As the neon lights shine in through the... We need more of Cosmic God Cop. Yeah. Thor. Well, Maybe. aren't we going to get that in this run? We sure <laughs> will, baby. Yeah. Um... So Thor's investigating all of these gods, uh, and at every crime scene, he finds these creatures, these things that seem to be coming from gore. And then at one point, we find the image that launched a thousand arguments on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Thalagar the Behemoth. Correct and, arguments, by the way. Correct arguments. Um, I love this image. This image is iconic for a reason, mm -hmm. and it is... There is, with great reason, that this was ripped completely from the comic straight to the film. But also, pay aside ripping. Just, yeah. if you're going to blatantly rip off, if you're going to trace him, like you're Greg Land or something, like, Whoa. <laughs> I bet to tell me I'm wrong. Whoa. Tell me I'm wrong. Are you saying that Greg Land's Marvel money should also go to all of the porn that he traced? Yes. Whoa! And, uh, because they are not, they do not deserve to be taken advantage of either. Sex work is work. So, hey, hell yeah! I, I mean, yeah, agreed, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah, but yeah, and it, and again, hey, listener, we're not blaming Taika Waititi here because Taika Waititi saw the vision, and that's he saw awesome. the vision. That's awesome. But this is when you we are blaming that. Marvel. Marvel. Pay your creators more. Feige, no. come on. Kev, Feige. Uh, Kevin creators. Feige, just full name. Uh, just yeah. pay, pay people. Pay people. Pay, pay the people. creators. Union, union, union. Oh. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And so Thor uh, encounters another one of the creatures at the, uh, at the corpse of Falagar the Behemoth. Um, and I love as well... He, when Thor arrives at Falagar's body, he just, you know, he talks about how the last time they saw each other was like a hundred years ago and they were just passing each other in space and they waved. Yeah. Like, these gods are also people. Uh huh. Yeah. And it makes, however, you know, you view gods and um, religion and stuff like that, it makes them feel more human. Mm -hmm. gives them more character which i really like and it makes the deaths feel like they matter uh J jason aaron is a midwesterner um 
which everyone knows the Midwest of, you know, it, for, for those of you who don't know, the Midwest of the United States is a very religious section. Um, Bible Belt. Yeah. Bible Belt for sure. Um, so it's it's really interesting just the, the challenges that this has on religion and on views of religion. I mean, if you even go to the first issue of, you know, the people on that planet being like, hey, listen, like we we pray to gods all the time and like no one answers. We don't see anything happen. You know, like that's that's a very interesting, like specific take on religion. Uh, there's a lot of interesting challenges of religion in this story, which I think is really cool. Um, a good reflection of real life in your comic books. Yeah. Um, and this is just another part of that, you know, the, yeah, there's gods, but gods are also people, you know, like that's, that's an interesting take as well. It's, it's cool. It's very respectful to a lot of different religions. For sure. I think it's a hard balance to find. And also showing, I think to that point, like multiple gods, yeah, multiple, like there's not just one. They're yeah. all different cultures. Mm-hmm. This is different... the one where you get you get the most gods ever. Yeah, in this story. Like, I mean, that's... just in the because uh, we cut back to Brothor after his initial battle with uh, with Gore, he wakes up and he goes and he finds more of the gods, mm-hmm. more of the Earth gods. Mm-hmm. He finds a Hinkan, Sib- Hinkan, Siberian god of the hunt. Yeah, like mm-hmm. there are multiple cultures with multiple gods on every planet, and I re- yeah. I love that. And that's why that's why the idea of you know gods are aliens works so well as well to be like yeah. oh yeah sure there's different interpretations of these things like right there's different interpretations of god it's it's a nice way to be respectful to everyone you know? yeah absolutely yeah and so the present day uh thor is taking iron man to the shores of lake L- ladoga in russia Real quick, this Iron Man costume is so sick. It's I fucking so sick. love so Marvel much. Now. The Marvel Now Iron black Man. and gold is so tight. It's so good. It's so good. I, and it did I not last long out. enough. No. It, it needed to last way longer. Like this, yeah. I, I saw this and I was like, when was this? This yeah. is awesome. Because this, yeah, this was... is what he's wearing throughout all of like Marvel Now. Yeah. Oh, man. Unless oh, you're reading close. the Guardians of the Galaxy book. That he is also wearing the really yeah. bad looking god killer armor. The really bad armor. <laughs> See, that's what I remember is is it's that armor good. when he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> oh so, man. Uh, that's so cookie. across two timelines, Thor is arriving at this cave. Um young Thor has, after getting the info from Hinkon before he died, made his way to this cave alone. Thor also enters into this cave alone, though telling Tony, hey, you're going to need to talk to Olymp- the Olympic gods, let them know shit's going down. I I love that Thor specifically has the point of like, hey, listen, this has happened because I was silent for too long. Yeah. Like something happened here and I was compliant and I was silent for too long. So I need to tell someone what's going on. And I which need I think, your help. Which I think is an interesting, uh, interesting kind of take on trauma. Yes. And yeah. abuse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is exactly it. Because what happens in this cave to young Thor, he is captured by Gore and he is tortured for mm-hmm. who knows how long. Or, yeah, weeks? Something like that, right? At least. Like, at the very yeah, least. Something like that, yeah. And that experience fundamentally changed him. Yeah. To the point that he has not brought this up. He's not talked to anybody about it. He mm-hmm. kept silent about even the existence of the God Butcher. And now that silence is coming back to haunt him. And it's it's fascinating when put through that that lens 
Yeah. So at the same time that uh, young Thor is captured by gore, uh, present day Thor is attacked or he, he goes to attack a voice inside the cave. King Thor is defeated by the hordes of gore swallowed by the darkness swallowed up. Gorgeous, gorgeous imagery that sword sticking out in the darkness that is so that is so scary yeah 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 so thor comes upon the mad god shadrach who of shadrach meshach and abendigo right yes exactly <laughs> who has been uh tortured just like thor was including tearing off his eyelids so that he could make him watch him torture his friends. Yeah, four of those things, baby. Gore has gotten more sadistic as time has gone on. Oh, yeah. More Clockwork Orange sadistic here, yeah. 100%. The great thing about this, we haven't seen much of Gore up to this point still. No. Just that one fight he has with young Thor. But the effect of Gore is so powerful. It's... Felt. And I think that's really good writing is it, don't show your bad guy, but show his effect on the world. Show his jaws. Yeah. yeah. It's jaws. I was yeah. going to say it's very Voldemort, you know, and the fact that everyone Absolutely. Like, talks about him, that even the image yes. of him in the darkness in the cave, when uh Brothor is like coming in and just his eyes are just seen in the darkness. It's yeah. just frightening enough. He's terrifying. Shit reminded me of the Renegon. So, <laughs> The what? That's a very specific reference. Only certain people are going to get that. The, the, the Rasengan? Is that what you said? No, it's the Renegon. Just leave alone. If you know, you know, listener. If you know, you know. Is this an anime um, thing? Yes. So okay. chapter four, The Last God in Asgard. Um, we cut to Asgard thousands of years from now. Post Thor, King Thor getting his ass kicked by the hordes. The hordes basically pick him up and he has this monologue talking about like, oh, finally I can die. Like I've been fighting for so long. Everyone I know is dead. Finally, they're going to kill me. And these things carry him up and place him back on his throne. He lives, he dies, he lives again. And Thor just wakes up. He's like, fucking come back here and kill me, you sons of bitches. I just want to die. And it's... (laughs) We don't know how long he's been on this. How long he's thrown himself out at these armies. They've beaten him senseless and then put him back up to start over again. It's a horrifying idea. Because, like, he's, to his knowledge, he's the only god left. Everyone else is dead. And we cut back to the present day where... Thor acquaints himself with Shadrach, and Shadrach doesn't even know what he, you know, what god he was anymore, because he's gone mad. And he's like, I'm going to be hiding in this cave, thank you so much. And Thor's like, no, we got to go to the library, because you mentioned that he said something about Cronux. I don't know about Cronux, we're going to go to the library and find out. They return to the library, they find it besieged by these berserkers. And at that very moment, we get the flashback where Thor is tortured by gore. This image of gore is the 
image for me that I think of when I see Gore, when he has Thor upside down in chains and he's just like sitting there, like his arm like crossed over his chest and he's just like watching him. Or a fuckboy Gore? Yeah. That that is a fuckboy stance. But to be fair, it's also fuckboy Thor. Yeah, it's straight up. He's about to serve him. He's stunted on him real hard right now. He's literally dabbing on him. Like if if you look at the placement of where his face is in the elbow, like he is specifically dabbing on Thor. Right now. He is yeah. dabbing on Fuckboy Thor. You're absolutely yeah. right. B boy Gore versus Fuckboy Thor. <laughs> B boy always wins. Make you my slave. B boy always wins. And so I'm gonna make you Mr. Slave. <laughs> and so he proceeds to torture Thor after taunting him in the present day. Thor is trying to put out the fires in the library. The librarian's like, where the fuck did you guys come from? And he's like, the fucking book on the on Chronix is on fire. It, it's not a god, it's a place. And Asgard isn't a place, it's a people. And he <laughs> sends Thor to go <laughs> find this burning book. Um, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, King Thor in the future is dragging himself back out to continue the fight. And I love this. Like the berserkers are trying to lift Mjolnir. Thor is King Thor is straight up just dragging himself, his body down the steps, summons Mjolnir back to him, uses it to stand and just goes for Asgard. And I'm like, dude, he is, he fucking rules. I love me some Thor. Like I love me some tired Thor. Tired old Thor. Tired old Thor. And so at this exact moment, King Thor continues to fight. Fuckboy Thor is being tortured, and modern Thor finds out where Kronux is. Summons the hammer to him and heads off to Kronux to try and find Gore. Meanwhile, at Kronux, the Palace of Infinity, this is a planet where the gods have mastered time travel. The lords of time, you might say? Mm. yeah sure gore butchered gallifrey we can say that I, i'm i'm down for it that's exactly what doctor who needs is a butcher is a gore. yes yes that's okay you know exactly they, that child show like, like yeah hey, you know what chris chibnall could never he tried in this most Ooh. recent version yeah, with the tried. master massacring mm-hmm. the planet mm. i don't we need a gore we give us gore. give us a true blue gore because yeah. you know for damn well that Russell T. Davies will give us a gore. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You have you have a gore. Yeah. You have the doctor chasing a gore. You find out it's actually the doctor. I knew it! And we finally get the Valyard. Yeah, I'm in for it. Yeah. 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 I'm in. Yeah. But But it's got to be like... That's that's 60th anniversary special. You know, it'd be you know, it'd be fucking wild. I'm just gonna put this out there, uh, just because of also his connection to Thor. They fucking they they try and find the 60th anniversary. They're trying to find this Gore the God Butcher, and they find at the very far end of the universe a recently just regenerated Ninth Doctor. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome, dude. Chris Eccleston. That's awesome. Fucking dealing with like the trauma. Of yeah. like having killed all of the Time Lords, like PTSD, and then oh! finding out all that. Yeah, exactly. Crush it. Crush Once it again, out. Christopher Eccleston, the most underrated Doctor. 
Yes. He's the best doctor. <laughs> well, to me, to me, to me, to me. <laughs> Jacob and I have had many conversations about this. He is for sure top three. He is for sure top three. Yeah. He's higher than Tenet for me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, Smith at the top. Smith is the top. Okay. So Smith you go is the top. So you go uh, 11, 9, 10? Uh, no. Oh. No. 11, 12, 10. Oh, I'm sorry, 11, 12, 9. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. That's, uh, that second season of 12 is the best. It's damn good. Yes. It's Denimal. damn good. Oh, oh, yeah. the language. Run, and I mean the entire 60 year run. Hell is yeah. The best it's been. Hell Jacob's yeah. Language. Okay, now, Jacob, your top three 12, 11, 9. Ooh, very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'd go. Oh, that's tough. Um, because I I also think that first season of eleven, uh, season five, is like top tier. Ah, yeah, like it's right up there with the best of the entire series. I'd probably go nine. Uh, I'd go nine, ten, twelve. 9, 10, 12. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I really like Tenant. I'm a big fan. And then, I mean, yeah, anyway. So those are our top three. What were we talking about? Oh, right. Four. That's right. <laughs> Welcome yeah. back to the Days of Doctor, the podcast within a podcast where we talk about Doctor Who instead of Thor. Um, <laughs> tune in next week for more. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, so. Gore is there with his berserkers. He has killed all of the Time Lords, have drained their blood into this pool. And the only one left is, I mean, obviously. Rassilon. Uh Yeah, Rassilon. Yeah. Who is, uh, of course, played by Timothy Dalton still. Right. And Yeah. Yeah, right? So Gore, who in this, so... Let, let's let's grade this, gentlemen. So we have, let's say, Vagabond Gore, who is uh, B-Boy Gore. And now we have, let's say, uh, Messiah Gore, where uh-huh. the the necro, necro sword, the all black, is like draped over him like a ceremonial robe. Yeah. Rate those at the end. Because th- there's another Gore variant we're going to have later on. Okay. So... Okay. Uh, Gore is about to head into the time pool. He's going to head off into the time vortex while King Thor is being mercilessly just dismantled by these uh, berserkers. All of a sudden, there's a flash of light, and who's there? It's the 10th Doctor, baby. He's <laughs> Our modern-day Thor has arrived in the future, bringing us to Chapter 5, Dream of a Godless Age. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, we see that Gore heads off into the time stream and ends up at the void 14 billion years ago and meets the genie from Aladdin. Uh, as a baby? Oh, as a baby. He's a big old he, baby. He has the little thing and he looks at him and he goes, You'll never have a friend like me. <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be messed up. Yeah. Super messed up. Considering like really messed up. Considering like what he's done. Like th- mm. this is a this is a uh, little baby god who is still trying to make like living creatures. Like, and these, they're all these like half alive like clay. It, it's horrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
the body horror is terrible. I I I want to say like I really find this little spot like this just these two pages very fascinating. Just the idea of like going so far back in time to back where basically just nothingness before yeah. something happens and just seeing this one little being on a rock. It's so I I I love I love that kind of uh, imagination in terms of yeah. like what happened before us and. It just, it was just like, it was just fascinating. I don't know why I just, well, I and it's it also like you, you get like, this is the first time we see things from Gore's perspective. Right. Yeah. Cause he, it's, especially him talking through all this, just like, yeah, you know, narrating like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like how, how it's just like, it's un, it's, un, uh, it's unfair and everything like that. That like, look at him just sitting there, just claymation, like Plato doing his way into like uh, life and everything. And he has no idea what he's doing. Yep. Like, yeah. And so he goes, he, we assume, kills this thing, takes out its giant ass heart, and he returns to the present. And he says, you know, still warm heart of an elder god. Now all I need is a moon or two, some centuries to myself, and the space with which to build. And slaves. So very many slaves. So very many slaves. Oof. I I I want I want to hear that line from Christian Bale. I hope He'll so. Be fucking He'll chilling. It. He'll say it. So he goes off. He kills the, uh, or he goes to kill the last uh, Rassilon, last time Lord, when Thor shows up. Modern Thor, mm-hmm. back at the cave of the God Butcher with uh, Fuckboy Thor, uh, he and B Boy Gore are about to head to the third phase of their relationship when all of a sudden our boys the uh, the vikings show up and i i awesome. love this i love this so much they're like he's straight up the leader uh i'm gonna call him gimli says uh <laughs> when your spears berserkers let fly your raging hands gather a thousand deaths or rather, a thousand deaths in one retreat. This night we feast in Valhalla. This night we die for Thor. And they just fucking rush in. And Gore is caught completely off guard by this. And uh, in the sub- subsequent fight, uh, modern Thor battles with uh, with Preacher Gore and eventually is uh, defeated while... Fuckboy Thor is freed by the uh, by the Vikings, and I love how the entire time Gore's just like, no, like listen to me, like you guys don't understand. You're I free. I do this for you. Yeah. yeah. He even starts, you know, because I think earlier in this issue when he's killing the uh, the Elder God, he talks about he's like, I have a dream of a world without gods. And he starts to go to his speech. He's like, just listen to me. Listen and let me tell you of my dream. A dream of a... And they're just like, fuck this guy. And they keep stabbing him. (laughs) And uh, eventually, uh, Fuckboy Thor is able to free himself while the rest of the Vikings are being killed. And Thor just takes Yarnbjorn and lops off Gore's arm. Just, I love that page too. It is gorgeous yeah that's a good uppercut cut too isn't it straight yeah. down it's up yeah. basically yeah it's him mustering the courage and mustering the strength to just get a good swipe upwards yeah, yeah. i also love the uh 
Um, when you can indicate when like um, the artists like uh, drawing when heads are turning because it yeah. follows the eyes the turn eyes that's really kind of like very I, I that was my favorite part in the art uh, in terms of the art in this book which, the eye lines are very uh, very deliberate yeah, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. and so um, fuckboy Thor goes for the last blow on b-boy gore when he just like explodes assumedly um, it's his escape plan as uh, Preacher Gore heads into the pool to head into the future. Uh, Modern Thor dives into the waters after him and pops up exactly where we found him at the end of last issue, where he re he joins up with King Thor and the two of them are laying waste. They're laying the smackdown. And after the uh, Berserkers dissipate, King Thor tells Modern Thor like, hey, Gore's been here for 900 years, buddy. Like, maybe it's been a couple, like, maybe it's been, like, 30 seconds since you last saw him. Like, Gore's been here in the future for 900 years. And we see, you know, he says, and he's been busy. And as the Berserkers return to Gore, we see this fucking, like, he's in full-on, like, celestial armor, Gore. As we get our very first look at the God Bomb. Oh now, uh, issue six is actually uh, not illustrated by Isad Ribic. It is illustrated by Butch Geis, who I am a big fan of. Uh, he's done plenty of Captain America in his day, and he brings those sensibilities to this book as well. And this is essentially the Gore backstory, where we find out that 3,000 years ago, Gore was living on this planet that was also going through a tough time. Their gods weren't listening to them. His mom was devoted to the gods, uh, but she was devoted to them to her detriment. She died uh, believing that the gods would save her. Years later, uh, Gore has a wife with an unborn child. And their people are dying. And she's like, no, we're going to stay put. We're going to trust the gods to provide for us. Then there's an earthquake and his wife dies. <laughs> Months after that, if it wasn't enough, uh, Gore is... Oh, God. Uh, Gore is holding this child who is dying of starvation. Telling him, like, hey, everything's going to be okay. We're, we're, we're almost there. And uh, she basically said, this child dies in his arms. And I, oh, God. Um, <laughs> Gore has literally been through it. He is yeah. having a rough life. And he goes and he buries his child. And the village elder or whatever he is, is just like, dude, that's blasphemous. We have to hang him from chains to like offer him up to the sky gods, which is interesting because how do we find those first gods of Indigar at the beginning of the story? They're hung by chains. Mm -hmm. And when Thor was being tortured, he was hung up by chains. I think that's really, it's a subtle thing that I didn't catch the first time I read through this, but I did this time. And Gore is basically like, look, our gods fucking suck. They're terrible. They don't like they don't listen to us. They're not here for us. We need to figure something out, something else out. And then all of his uh, tribe basically turns against him, tries to kill him, leaves him for dead. Mm -hmm. 
like full Monty Python Life of Brian, just like starts throwing <laughs> stones like, right yeah. at him. It's like that's not it's the like, first thought I would have had about this, but I guess that does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there's like stone throwing and like biblical times, kind of like I always think of that scene because it's just uh, going like, hey, and boo, boo, yeah, it's like, stop it, stop hitting me. <laughs> Who threw that rock? <laughs> It, it just makes me think of, and I can't remember what movie it's from, where it's the guy who like stands up in the assembly. He goes, takes his hat off. And he goes, boo this man. Boo. <laughs> he throws the hat. <laughs> and so Gore is dragging his broken body across this desert when, what does he come upon? The finale of a battle between two gods. Now, again, this would later on be revealed in Donnie Kate's Thor run that this black cloaked figure that was battling against this golden clad figure was in fact Null, the god of the symbiotes. And this golden clad figure was a precursor to Captain Universe. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. didn't know that. That's Long-term booking. That is really That's really interesting. Or basically yeah. the, the power cosmic. <clears throat> Did you not know that? No. No. Okay, so basically, yeah, they they touched upon it in uh, in the Venom run, mostly in the uh, I kind of paid it all I off in King and Black. Yeah, I didn't make the connection that that was the Captain Universe stuff. That's yeah, they they that's only they only did that in the like King and Black, like, yeah, uh, finale. But yeah, this was originally Power Cosmic Captain Universe. He chooses one person, but at this point, you know. 3,000 years ago, it was still choosing like hosts, like it was sending them out yeah. in armies yeah. and dividing okay. its power. Hmm. And so, yeah, so there's been that our uh, our neighbor's dog is a big fan of Null. Yeah. And the... <laughs> rightfully so. so I, I guess that's what you're into. <laughs> um, but anyway, Null and this uh, power cosmic. Uh, god have been battling and they have each struck each other a fatal blow the golden god reaches up to gore asking him for help and gore is just like you want me to help you bitch like (laughs) where were you when i was asking you for help and just like a symbiote the black armor from the black clad god senses his anger senses his rage and moves from the god onto Gore, creating a very jagged rock that Gore uses to murder this god. Murders this thing, it then turns into a spacesuit that he can fly away with, and he begins his campaign. We get to many centuries later. Camp to the pain. <laughs> campaign. And Gore is torturing this red-haired god who we don't immediately recognize and then we find out because he's this emaciated god who has been tortured has been starved and he he's torturing him because he had the audacity to try and eat something to eat some bread and then we find out this is volstag oh like broke my heart like finding out this way I was like, oh no. <laughs> so, and we'll get to this. But what does Jason ha- Aaron have against Volstag? <laughs> uh, he wants Volstag to look fucking awesome, is what he has. Because Volstag. there's this, and then there's something, something later, later in the on. Movie. That, yeah. like, why does he keep putting Volstag through the ring? He, he loves him some Volstag. I think it's because he likes him, maybe. He yeah, I do this Volstag. out of love. <laughs> 
He's like, I want my red haired boy to get more of a spotlight. So we're going to mm. kill him. Then we're going to do something else even more horrible to him later on. We'll see. Man. But uh, so basically this uh, this conqueror uh, Gore is telling Volstagg essentially like, I've imprisoned all of you gods. You're you're making my bomb. And if you will not make my bomb, I'm going to crucify you. And we see that Gore has a little small child clad in black. And he goes to uh, he's like, all right, let's go get you get you fed. And the child says, when will all the bad gods be gone, father? And he says, soon, my son, very soon. And we see that Volstag is among many crucified gods. We come to chapter seven, God Bomb part one, where gods go to die, where fuckboy Thor wakes up after being rescued uh, in the bed of a shield maiden, mm-hmm. looking for some yeah. comfort. Mm-hmm. But we see that that trauma has impacted him. It is bothering him. And it's going to keep bothering him because in the middle of some canoodling, he and the shield maiden are attacked by more of those creatures. Fast forward many millennia from now. We see modern Thor alongside King Thor, uh, basically catching him up to speed. He's basically like, look, I'm all father. I am the only Asgardian left. Everything sucks, but we're going to figure this out. You and me. And Thor is just amazed, not just by the fact that Odin is no longer the Allfather, that he's the Allfather, that all the Asgardians are gone, that he's lived this long, all of this stuff. King Thor gives him this, like, moment where he's like, I'm the Allfather, you're still just, what are you again? Avenger, Guardian of the Galaxy... Has that ridiculous little order of yours? Have you moved to the sun and become a cosmic god cop yet? He's like, what? What are you talking about, man? (laughs) What is all the words you just said? (laughs) And he gives him his best river song and goes, oh, fuck, spoilers. Um, (laughs) Never mind. Forget I said anything. Whoops. Now, as, uh, as they split up to go prepare for this campaign... Thor finds him some ale, so he's going to drink himself silly. Um, I love that Thor. the room that Odin told him not to go into was just the the beer room. Yeah, it's the wine cellar. The wine cellar. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a parent. That is a total parent thing. Yeah. <laughs> don't, go, don't open this cabinet. Why? Just do not ever just open this cabinet. It. He's like, maybe I'll open the cabinet. I don't know. <laughs> it's all oh, the beer. The- <laughs> What's the liquor? What's the quar? <laughs> is that a kind of soda? Oh yeah. And so Fuckboy Thor is attacked by these cre- by the berserkers, and he is sent down through the uh, through the portal, through the uh, through the time vortex manipulator into <laughs> the future, where Gore is there, and he's just like, "Hey, buddy." Because he knows that two Thors are here. So he's like, let's make it three. <laughs> I'm going to keep torturing you, bitch. And continues to torture Buckboy Thor. We then get a quick cut to uh, King Thor, who is mourning the loss of his sons, where it looks like there's at least seven of them. Yeah. All of them dead. And then he puts on this helmet. I love, I love the look of King Thor. 
King Thor looks awesome. He's, like the, he, the he's eye patch, the beard, look. the arm, the destroyer arm. Yeah. I, I love really the great like sword on his side. It's just yeah. so good. And so the two of them uh, pick up their hammers. Thor, uh, modern Thor, brings a whole big cask of ale. Two of them get onto the ship and they head off. King Thor basically saying, like, look, you have reignited my passion for this. We're going to go fucking kill Gore. He says, for honor and the realm eternal, for vengeance divine, the last charge of the armies of Asgard, the last ride of the gods of thunder. Meanwhile, uh, after being tortured by Gore, Fuckboy Thor is sentenced to the labor camps where they are building the god bomb. Meanwhile, back at the library in the in omnipotent city, a librarian is speaking to basically every mall cop ever. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Completely yeah, unhelpful. Like, just talking not... to Paul Blart, Paul Blart or so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least Paul Blart is funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin James could be funny. Can he? He has it within special. him. Yeah. Does he? he has it within him. Yeah. He does. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. He has moments. So the librarian is encountered by Shadrach, who is still just babbling nonsense. And he's like, what? Who are you? He's like, Shadrach, god of baubles and ballerinas. And he's like, no, you said something else earlier. He's like, no, I'm uh, Shadrach, god of kittens and coconuts. And he's like, oh, I'm Shadrach, god of pancakes and tambourines. And as the librarian loses more patience with him, he says, tell me what you're hiding. Tell me who you are. And Shadrach says, you know, he came to me, he came to show, he came, he made me show him how to build it. And he uh -huh. says, I'm, I'm Shadrach, god of bombs. God of bombs. And then you I see the giant god reveal. bomb right behind. Just this so moon-sized bomb. Yeah, as young Thor seeing it for the first time. It's, yep. it's cool, man. Oh, man. That's a great reveal for Shadrach. Too. It's a great yeah. reveal. And so we come to chapter eight, God Bomb part two, God in Chains. Uh, the two older Thors are still sailing off into the sky. The black God, ocean of deep this space. This just makes me so excited for Spelljammer that comes out in August. This just Same. that's all that that's all that this is just feeling Same. for me right now. <laughs> what? Dungeons and Dragons, they're doing a new guidebook where it's basically space. So it's oh, this. So it's, so it's gonna be uh, this. Uh, uh 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 I'm blanking on the name. Starcraft uh, Star. It, uh, uh, Treasure Planet, Star Trek, -y, well, Star Wars, -y. you're thinking of Starcraft, space yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there, there was a space DD. What do you mean? <laughs> no, but this is actual DD in space, that's cool, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Thor, uh, young Thor is being worked like a dog and he goes to try and rebel, but he is stopped by three seemingly Asgardian ladies who are none too pleased with him. They're like, just do your job. We're going to head off. Fuck you. Jacob, did you have <laughs> any frame of reference for this? For for these three? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I thought was like, this. Amazons? A okay. As oh, as that would have been interesting. That would have been cool. That was, that was the like, thing. Fucking Diana pop up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I thought they were actually really tall. I didn't think, from, from the way he drew 
These it's three it's ladies. Perspective shot at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That perspective shot threw me off a little bit. We're like, are they are they giantesses right now? Or oh okay, yeah. They're just bad as f. Yeah. No, these are. Yeah, these are pretty bad bitches right here. Yep. Yeah, the mean girl sure. is here. Fire. <laughs> Gretchen Wieners wishes she could. Shit. So. <laughs> Thor continues to work on the God Bomb, and at a certain point, he meets up with seemingly uh, the child that we met in uh, the Gore issue, who is basically like, hey, look, it's a bomb. It's going to kill all the gods. Uh, we're going to detonate it at the dawn of time, and it's going to kill every single god who ever lived or whoever will live. Mm-hmm. And the two of them argue a little bit before he basically says, like, get back to work. And she there's, bitch. yeah, and he's a very, this is a very important conversation though, because he's basically like, Thor says he isn't a man anymore. Like he's become what he hates. And the child is like, yeah, whatever, get out of here. And at the same time, this is just like, yeah, you get back to work. Oh, and I'm just going to have my boys like jump you real quick just to like, yeah, kick this out of you. Back with the uh, the space-faring Thors. They are sailing through the sky. So and cool. then we <laughs> cut to that evening where, and I love this. The caption reads, Gore's god slaves worked for days on end without pause, without sleep. And by the way, all the slaves are gods that he's just collected from throughout the time mm-hmm. stream. Mm-hmm. He goes, doesn't budget all of them. But every seventh day, they were allowed a few moments rest. And on the seventh day, they rested. This was Gore's idea of a joke. I love that shit. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's very good. good. It's so good. I mean, it's very again, specific against Christian God. <laughs> but also, it shows that he has a knowledge of gods. Yes. That he's studied them. Yes. Yeah. He also goes to the library. He does. He does. He, re- <laughs> he reads. He reads books. Hey, kid, listeners, having fun ain't hard if you got a library card. Very true. Be like yeah. Gore. Go get a library card. Be like Gore. Yeah. Visit your local library. That's what I want. Did you guys ever have those like uh, those posters of like fictional characters who were like, "I want you to visit your yeah. local library." Yeah, yeah, I want one of Gore. <laughs> like, I'd Gore love Christian Bale to do like an advert and be like, "Yes, want to kill a god? You must Use read. Use your library card. <laughs> you want to kill a god? Go get a car." <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it sound I, like that because of it because of his accent but anyway um the, to me. <laughs> can't, can't get over that. no overdue books <laughs> <laughs> it's such good casting anyway it, it's it's ridiculously good casting he's perfect but all the gods are basically meeting to be like look god bob's gonna be done in three days we need to we need to make a plan we need to fight we need to destroy this thing and fuckboy thor is automatically like i'm your god <laughs> i'm the man to do i'm obviously the guy who's gonna blow up this fucking bomb dude like oh my god wearing like a loincloth and it's telling yeah him, yeah like shut up dude and he's like all bloodied his nose is broken he's like i'm the fucking god bro <laughs> and these bitches are like what's this commandy motherfucker over here trying to do straight up everything exactly looks like he's like <laughs> i love that they call him the eunuch yes yeah <laughs> it's awesome and he's like 
no, my name's Thor. And they're like, wait a second. And they're just like, okay, whatever. Like, he's not like the real Thor. He's like little, he's like little baby Thor. He doesn't know what he's doing. And uh, Thor's basically like, well, what's the plan? And they reveal that throughout their time building this god bomb, they've been collecting all these pieces of antimatter. And he's like, we're going to use this to destroy the god bomb. But the only way that we can do that is to send a god in with this because it has to be detonated, you know, manually. They're all like, all right, who's going to do it? And they turn around. Thor's gone. The bomb's gone. And we just see fuckboy Thor running with the bomb underneath his arm. <laughs> that panel of him running and like leaping in the air is so good. It's so it, You know what I heard? So you guys you guys both watch After Our Last Airbender, right? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. the ending theme that. That's what I just. Yeah. I just picture is like, wait. Where'd the bomb go? And then it fucking cuts in with the drums and the chanting, and he's just like running. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and as as he's running, we hear a crack of thunder in the background. And he's just like, he's running, and they're like, wait a second, is he really Thor? Because he as he's running, he's like, if today the god of thunder must die screaming, then let the sky scream with me. And it's bringing down the thunder, just lightning bolts. And his granddaughters, who these girls are revealed to be, he, they're just like, oh my god, he made it rain fire. I've always wanted to make it rain fire. <laughs> See, you, you had Avatar. Uh, it was right here when the shuffle in my, uh, in my music that it turned into Thunderstruck by ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that guitar. Thunderstruck! Yeah. <laughs> that fits the Taika theme for sure. Yeah. For sure it does. And the, you know, Fuckboy Thor throws the bomb and explodes. And uh, meanwhile, back with uh, the Elder Thors, they're hanging out. They see that these uh, space sharks are eating the remains of the gods who've been ejected into space. Space sharks. It's so cool. It's so good. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> and at a certain point, a body hits the ship, climbs onto it, grabs one of the space sharks and fucking uses it like a bat. Whips. <laughs> Thor in the face with it. <laughs> Just swinging on both of the Thors. And they're like, who the fuck is this? And we see it's Bro Thor. <laughs> yes. We go, is that? He's like, yes, lucky me, another one. <laughs> oh, man. It's and so he's good. And Fuckboy Thor looks at King Thor and just goes, Father? <laughs> <laughs> And King Thor's like, oh god, it's true. Again. Like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I do look like him. Oh. So uh, young Thor suits up and they're basically like he I love this moment where he's passing by Mjolnir and he just gives it this look and he starts to reach for it. And modern Thor just like grabs it and he's like, eh, mine. And he <laughs> walks up and Thor to compensate uh, young Thor to compensate gets this giant sledgehammer essentially. Yeah, this giant like Harley Quinn mallet. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> fucking Triple H circa 2003 steps on to That's the exactly deck it. of the boat. Oh. And, and this is my fashion icon moment here where 
with his sledgehammer. I, I knew. I knew it. Yeah. I, knew it. I was is, like, this is straight up Jacob's shit. This is my th- this Beowulf Thor is like with my the headband. My shit. Yeah. The headband made it everything. <laughs> the leg, the leg wrappings around his ankles and everything like that, and the sword. It, yeah, this was just like, oh, mwah, it's so good. Such Vikingness. Ah. And the next full page spread where Thor, modern Thor says, now we let the hammers talk. 100% my shit. This Sick. goes so hard. Sick. Do you think this is going to be in the movie? Did, like, no. This idea of this? Because no. there's no way we could touch especially on since, time again. No, yeah. especially since they just did they just did No Way Home. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Okay. I good. think in a world where No Way Home doesn't exist, that is more possible for this. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, in an alternative no universe, we're yeah. getting three Thors in one like and, Thor movie. And because of that, so yeah, I think in that alternate universe, Russell Crowe plays King Thor as opposed to playing. Oh. Yeah, I'd be down. You get Russell Crowe, you get Chris Hemsworth, and I I don't know who you get. You get like Noah Centineo to be young Thor. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least get another Australian. I don't know. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I don't know Australians. Crocodile Dundee? No. <laughs> Whoever. But that would be that would have been sick. Russell Crowe is old Thor. God. Like I'm very excited for him to be Zeus. I think that's cool as hell. So that is I'm him. old Thor. That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh my god. So that was him. That wasn't yeah. some guy with one of like the him. weirdest accents he's ever yeah. put on. That would have been so sick. I mean, can you imagine old Thor welcoming welcoming you to a new world of gods and monsters? <laughs> Stop. Oh my god. Stop. The Dark oh, no. Universe will never die. <laughs> so uh chapter nine, God Bomb Part Three, Thunder in the Blood. All these chapter titles are fucking metal as hell. Yeah. It's all song titles, man. It's all like song ass titles. Yeah. And this cover goes so fucking hard. Yeah. I love it's the best it. cover of the week. Yeah. Oh, so good. For sure. Mm-hmm. So we cut to uh the Black World of Gore, where Gore is greeted by I'm assuming his wife, his new wife, who is completely devoted to him. Take care of that word, devoted. Um, new wife or yeah. original wife? I think it's new wife. Yeah, I thought it was it's new old wife, wife too. I think I think that the wife and kid are old wife and old kid. That he went in time, he went through and plucked them. Oh, I disagree because of what we find out about the kid later. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. But that would have been interesting and completely within the realm of this story happening. I, yeah, I, I keep forgetting that that was a thing. Okay. No, good point. But anyway, um, the three Thors descend upon the, uh, Isle of the black, uh, the black, planet of gore and then this double page spread is just gorgeous i love this shit the three thors dive bombing into battle two mjolnirs and one not so mjolnir because <laughs> they mentioned and i love this too in the pregame they're just like all right we're gonna keep up here where we're you know comfortable and king thor goes hey this dipshit can't fly like we I don't know what we're supposed to do with him. And fucking fuckboy Thor goes, all right. He just leaps out. He just straight up goes for Anakin it. Anakin Skywalker episode two, jumping yeah, out exactly. of the fucking speeder. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And King Thor just goes, I hate when he does that. And goes after him. 
And so the three <laughs> Thors are battling against these berserkers and King Thor realizes like I've waited 900 years for this moment to feel the thunder in my blood again. And he's and uh modern Thor's like and do you? He's like let's see. And he just lets out this fucking blast. It, that I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but you want to talk about a Gallic gun? Like Jesus, <laughs> that guy. Actually, God, this is a final flash. That is a final flash. Yeah. Like, Holy shit! Like, oh it's my awesome. god! And it's Gore like a- is literally shot light years away. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's he's doing that whole thing like uh, like Tom Hiddleston after he gets like Loki. fucking bat battled by uh, by Hulk. Hulk? He's like, uh... <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so the battle continues, Gore versus the three Thors. Uh, meanwhile, the Berserkers are moving up the timetable, so they're murdering as many gods as they can. Hey, did and... we talk about the fact that uh, Gore calls them Berserkers and has Berserkers after he gets killed by the Berserkers? Did we talk we about that? We have not. But that is very interesting. It is interesting. It's very specific that the Viking yeah. Berserkers specifically call themselves Berserkers. That's the first loss that Gore has. Yeah. So Gore starts a gang of berserkers. They were his legion. Once again, Gore is a god. He's becoming what he hates. He has absolutely become what he hates. I I also like interpretative is for a split second as like he possessed the souls of those berserkers that killed him and turned them into his minions in some sort of way still still godlike in, oh, in a sense but but i don't know why i i thought of that too i thought the i thought the darkness was literally i i could see souls. him imbuing them with the kind of like battle rage that he yeah. witnessed yeah. yeah he's like i want you to fight as fucking hard as these guys did yeah yes but so the gods are being slaughtered to move up the timetable for the god bomb uh, at a certain point the elder thors are swallowed up by this terrifying you know liquid goop serpent and fuckboy thor yeah fuckboy <laughs> thor at one point just wallops gore just absolutely home run swings him off onto a new, another moon while he's riding on a space shark. Space, so shark. space shark. That is a like, that is a reaction gif. Like that image <laughs> of just gore surprised yeah. and then yeah. young Thor riding it on a on a fucking oh, yeah. shark. That's like the whole like gore is me and Thor is Monday morning. Like that's one of those kind of like memes. That's awesome. So <laughs> that was the most toxic thing you've ever seen. <laughs> why? Unbelievable. It's true. I hate, I hate Mondays. Is. That's why it's toxic. <laughs> so uh Fuckboy Thor is continuing to battle as the uh as King Thor opens up. Like, yeah. He just knocks him out. King Thor uh, opens up the serpent enough for uh, modern Thor to escape. And I I love that he's just flying by. And I, I love this narration too, where he's like, as Mjolnir flew, Thor strained to hold fast. Asteroids shattered in his wake. Stars flickered. He knew he must not stop, no matter what he saw, even if they were wounded, even if they were him. And he flies by just the prone body of fuckboy Thor. And he just starts swinging on this man. 
just absolutely demolishing him. This narration bit is my favorite bit of the entire story. It's so good. Because Very then, it, yeah, then he's walloping on him. And he's like, and yet he swings again, even harder and harder. And he's talking about hitting him. And then Thor notices that that moon nearby is not empty. And goes off to that moon <laughs> and like charges up <laughs> and then takes back off. And it's sick. <laughs> he stops this volcano from exploding on people. Because <laughs> like, he's a god. And that's hero. what heroes do. And that's what heroes do. It's so cool. Good pull. Thank you. Um, also, I do love the line where he's like, that's no empty moon. I, I mean... <laughs> There's a couple of things in here where, yeah, of course, Jason Aaron was the guy to take over for Star Wars. Like, yeah, makes complete sense. Makes <laughs> yeah. absolute sense. So the battle continues to rage. At a certain point, King Thor demolishes the Black Serpent. The fuckboy Thor arrives as well, and all three of them tackle him into the sun. Mm-hmm. And you just see, like, the blackness of the Necroblade just being battered about around the surface of the sun we cut back and i love this narration it says on the world of gore thunder is heard and then it began to rain it rained blood god blood thoom 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 then it rained hammers and we see the hammers and we just see and thors and despair and you just see gore standing above the bodies saying make ready the bomb so for these last two parts, we see fucking King Thor is chained to an asteroid and sent across the galaxy. Um, modern Thor is thrown into the earthquakes that consumed Gore's wife and unborn child. Uh, the Mjolnirs are trapped under this cage made of the bodies of gods. And young Thor is being dragged through the ground by god armor uh, Gore. The wife shows up and she says, you know, you gore, my lover, my savior, you are my God. And he stops. There's the record scratch and he goes, he, he gives her his best miles teller with say that again. Say that again. <laughs> and then he just fucking kills her straight up. Yep. He's like, I am no one's God. And then the child rolls up, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. And he's just like, where's, is the time to trigger the, mo- the bomb? Like, sweet, what's going on? Where's mom? And he's like, uh, go look for her in the towers. And he leaves. And he says, you know, I have many gods to kill. And the kid goes, yes, father. And of course, we must make sure we kill them all. And he looks back and he sees the hand of the wife. Meanwhile, uh, the three uh, granddaughters of Thor are trying to reach the hammers they're unable to um the blood of young thor is used to activate the god bomb while modern thor is encountered by the child and he talks about like my mom's dead gore killed her gore is a god now and he's become everything that he despises he's like i don't know how to pray but i will pray to you god of thunder i'll pray that you kill my father and as the bomb begins to erupt all of a sudden, the Mjolnirs shoot off into the sky. And as Gore is about to kill uh, Fuckboy Thor, Fuckboy Thor is like, nah, you, bro. And he fucking bites his eye out. 
metal as hell. It's so metal, yeah. <laughs> um, Thor's cast aside as the gods are free to begin their rebellion. Uh, Thor at one point finds his, one of his future granddaughters with Yarnbjorn. And uh, it just yoinks it from her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like, give me and it's not even his Yarnbjorn. He's like, like it's her Yarnbjorn. It's the yeah. future Yarnbjorn. You can tell because of, like the rust on it and everything. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. He's like, hey, get your own axe. He's like, sorry, girl, but this axe and I have unfinished business. And he just fucking starts hurling it. So cool. We see, and again, like, this is when, like, the music is picking up for me. Uh, Modern Thor erupts out of the ground. Fucking King Thor comes in riding an asteroid. Like, what the fuck? It's the coolest thing. (laughs) Like, if out of all the things that they take out of this, I want to see Chris Hemsworth ride an asteroid into the final battle. Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. That would be sick as hell. And so the gods are being killed. The god bomb is activated. The Thors have arrived to do battle with Gore. King Thor hands our modern Thor his hammer. And he begins just fucking striking it and striking the bomb and trying to destroy it. Everything is just coming to a head. Chapter 11, God Bomb Part 5, The Last Prayer. We see uh, the librarian and Shadrach feeling the effects of the god bomb. God bomb is going off. It is destroying every god in existence. When Thor decides, no, fuck this. And we get this, again, great narration where it goes inside the heart of the god bomb, time became tar. Eternity echoed with wailing and the gnashing of teeth, with the dying of the gods. If he'd been a lesser god, Thor might have accepted that Gore had won, and more so, that Gore deserved to win. That gods were cruel and jealous creatures, that it was time for their age to pass. But this was no lesser god. This was the god of roaring thunder and raging storms. And even if he had been the last god left alive in all the universe, he still would have been god enough. And he fucking slams the Mjolnirs together and draws on the entire god bomb into himself. And it, oh god, it looks so cool. It's so cool. The two and, hammers glowing and him just screaming, just absorbing yeah. all this energy. It's so I, I love I love Gore being like, what is he doing? And King Thor's like dying like a god. Yeah. <laughs> it's, sick. it's so sick. And it says a vision of one god with a mighty hammer in each hand fighting at the heart of a bomb to save them all. And for one moment that stretched across time, every god in all the universe closed their eyes and prayed to Thor. Like, I'm getting fucking goosebumps right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, every, it's cool as hell. Every god that ever existed prayed to Thor in that mm-hmm. moment. He is the god of gods. And, oh, God. Because yeah. we even see Thor, uh, or we see Odin in the present day. He says, yeah. Thor, hear my prayer. Hear the prayer of Odin. Do not follow my son. Be the savior of us all. Be the god of gods. Like, ah. So cool. So it's the god so bomb cool. detonates. Thor's able to draw it all into him, and he is wielding the All Black. Uh, he tells Gore that the weapon's name is ne- All Black, the Necrosword, the Slicer of Worlds, the Annihila Blade, and it was meant to be wielded by a god. And fucking Gore's like, "No, give it back, give it back, give it back!" And Thor fucking strikes him with the power of a thousand storms and yeah. blasts All Black away. And then the child walks up 
And he says, you know, was it a God who killed my mother or was it you? Or are the two one and the same now, Father? Behold, Gore, God of hypocrisy. And he says, you know, you can't blame the gods anymore, Gore. It wasn't a god who betrayed you. It was only ever yourself. And then he melts away and shows that this child was not his child. Uh It was just a creation from all black. And oh, I I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. Gore screams off into the night sky and fuckboy Thor goes for the head. Yes. Takes this man's head straight off his shoulders. He knew that lesson. He learned. He did. Yeah. And somehow he just lost that along the way, along the hundreds of years that passed. I've had enough of that. Thus end the tale of the God Butcher. Who wants to (laughs) drink some ale? Yeah, baby. And so Thor dies. Uh, Yeah. Listener, you heard heard me right. (laughs) Yeah. The caption box says, thus died Thor. Uh, for the ninth time, that could be remembered. <laughs> However, he is cured of the Necroblade and is brought back thanks to the power of the Thor Force. And we see that in the aftermath of all this, all the gods that were imprisoned have either returned to their planets or they've taken up residency in Asgard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all the Thors kind of have this goodbye moment. King Thor is a little harsh. To fuck boy Thor, mm-hmm. telling him you'll never be the son he wants you to be. He's like, "All right, so fuck you guys. I'm out of here." And whatevs, I'm leaving. Audi nine thousand. Yeah, I kind of love that King Thor is still bitter about his dad. Yeah, yeah, I get he it. Never. It, that is the one fight that he will never win. Yeah, and I kind of really love that. I, I I fuck with that a lot. Yeah, I fuck with that real hard. <laughs> and so we find out that this does indeed play like a multi-doctor story with time travel rules. None of them will remember this, which means the cycle is meant to repeat again and again. And that they are heading off at back to their own adventures. I love how Fuckboy Thor is like, you know. Lord Thor has returned to us at last. He's like, yeah, yes, but I cannot stay long. And he's like, we've just brewed a fresh barrel of mead, my lord. He's like, perhaps I could stay a moment. I Again, a constant is that his weakness is mead. Yeah. yeah I love Thor it. Thor rules. His weaknesses. It's so good. Uh, modern you just Thor. say, yeah, Panama. Just cuts back to him and partying in the right. Panama. Yeah, making Thor out McConaughey. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is McConaughey Thor. He's oh, McConaughey. He shows up, he's like, I'm all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Have it thee. <laughs> and so the best thing about God, they keep aging, I keep staying the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Um, so young Thor continues on his quest to become worthy. King Thor takes his place as the ruler of Asgard alongside his granddaughters. Love that look for King Thor. Love it. In the giant, like, I I love that. Oh my God. (laughs) And we see that young Thor makes his way back across the rainbow bridge, back to the hall. And we see he looks at the hammer. He wants it. And you see him reach for it. And we don't know at this point if he's worthy yet. Because we don't see him pick it up. King Thor returns to his throne. And our modern day Thor doesn't go back home. He heads back to Indigar. 
sits with this with the girl who uh who summoned him with her prayer the first time oh i guess we do see here with uh with young thor he's like you moved i know you moved i I felt it Uh, yeah Yeah. (laughs) did you see just like cap in uh age of ultron yeah we see it shift a little Mm -hmm. bit Mm-hmm. He's become a little bit more worthy. Mm-hmm. And so Thor sits down with the girl and he says, you know, you pray to me because your world had no gods. That is one prayer. I assure you, you will never pray again. And we start to see gods begin to show up. It says, thus did a world without gods become a world with very many. All thanks to a little girl's prayer and a madman's murder spree. And of course, to a god of thunder and his mighty hammer. A god whose story may have been as old as time, but whose adventures and perils had only just begun. And that's it for this first week of Days of Thunder. Gentlemen, very quickly, uh, your final thoughts on the volume as a whole and what was your favorite part? We'll go to Jacob first. Uh, Okay, wow. This is... um... It's amazing. Uh, it, this the artwork in this is fantastic. From I I want I want a motion comic of this after like what read. read you all guys are motion comics. Oh, man, motion comics so, rule. Now really do when they're done right. They are really when they are well done, done right. They are incredible. Yes, and this was this was just a fun experience. Just like yeah, this was I I didn't expect to get some Doctor Who with my my Thor. In yeah, this. Uh, that's what comes beautiful about this. Of three three different Thors going after a single villain. Um, the idea of Gore the God Butcher. I I can't believe something like this is an original character, right? This is his first yeah. appearance. First appearance. Uh, yeah, I can't believe an, a concept or an idea of this has never come across out of all these years. Of, of 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 doing of thor being around you know so this this is very fascinating the idea of like a god bomb the idea of like humans actually praying and like gods responding to these prayers and stuff the it's very it's not i've never seen anything like this before and like in terms of thor um cool. it's very very cool uh i i think one of my favorite things is the way uh i, I this artwork just slaps guys i just it i does. cannot get i cannot get over i that was one of my favorite things about loki and blood brothers was just the, the artwork in this and this to see it in uh this long form is really good uh Mjolnir is like my favorite thing drawn because of like I love in the mythology of Thor um Mjolnir is nothing more than a stone with a stick in it um (laughs) and this this looks like just a heavy rock with a stick in it it's so small when like um King Thor picks it up and and he like holds it out I'm like oh damn that that hammer is not even that big it's just like a little rock (laughs) that's really cool um yeah this this is incredible. I can't wait. Um, I cannot wait for this movie that's going to come out. If it's anything like this or it's something like this, I, I'm all about it. You know, you, Hell can, yeah. you can definitely have um, your cake and eat it too. If you read this, when, when you get to the, when you get to the movie and have, and have read this, it's good to keep in mind. For sure. Malcolm. Uh, I love this stuff, man. I think it's great. It uh, still reads really well. My my biggest frustration with it was knowing what's coming and knowing <laughs> where it's going. And I like that stuff way more than this, so I had a really hard time reading this. Um, uh, but in like a couple weeks, I'm gonna be pleased as punch and happy as all get out. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a great story, man. Uh, my favorite bit is literally just when Thor goes to save those people on that planet. 
on that moon. That's oh, great. Oh, man, yeah. Great moment. That the is a great the moment. fact that he takes the time in the middle of this giant cosmic battle for the fate of all of the gods in the universe to still think about people is a truly heroic thing. That yeah. is, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, the Marvel movies have taken very painstakingly uh, a lot of effort to be like, no, we have to save the people, we have to save the people, we have to save the people in order to like course correct from like the Man of Steel factor of it all. Yes. You know? Um, yes. And a little bit of you know, Avengers 1 as well. And a little bit of Avengers 1. I mean, even in Avengers 1, like they're still like, you know, are trying to get the people like to save things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, For sure. Actively. But it's it's very, you know, like that that I... One of the biggest failings of Age of Ultron, I think, is how heavy-handed that feels yeah. at the end. We need to make sure we got everybody out of here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but I love that it comes up naturally in this run of this. I'm just like, no, like, listen, there are people in danger still. Like, my actions are causing people in danger. And that shows how far Thor has come as a character. Yeah. Because you know, Rash Thor wouldn't think that. It's only, and old King Thor wouldn't think that. Because he's he too tired, that. yeah. You know, but only like Thor the Avenger would be the person to think of that. And this is this is the high this especially knowing where this goes, this is the highest point of Thor, Odin's son as the Avenger. Uh right before the fall. Yeah, I, yeah. I would I would agree because this is uh this is Thor at his best. This is at the, his that's at his most heroic. Yeah. Is that you that start is, him here. And yeah. then you just watch him. And then we take it all go. away. It's, yeah. yeah, it's really, really good. I'm, I'm totally agree with you guys. Uh, this, this book fucking, it rules. It honks. It is a wonderful heavy metal Thor story. Um, yeah. My favorite part is just him absorbing the god bomb. With the yeah. two mirrors, All the gods praying to him. Like, it. it's mm-hmm. like, ah, it's so good. But um, yeah, so that does it for uh, for this week. Real quick, though, gentlemen, we did get a quick mailbag, super quick, that uh, from our good brother. Let me pull this up here, and I I I, I want to bring this up because he very specifically labeled this not the ultimate mailbag. Um, nice. This comes from uh, good brother Michael Cox, who's written into us many times, both on nice. the main podcast and in the book club. Uh, and he labeled this Thorific Mailbag. Hey, ah, I, like I love it. I like that. So, uh, listeners, if you want to be part of our mailbag, uh, feel free to email us, geeksplain at gmail.com. Put either Ultimate Mailbag or now Thorific Mailbag yes. in the subject <laughs> header, and we'll read it here in the segment. Thorific. Mike writes, and I think this is uh, very specifically a question for Malcolm. Uh, Mike writes, hello, true believers. A few months ago, Eric mentioned something on the main podcast and has since been pretty quiet about. My question is, what what's happening to the podcast that Malcolm is supposedly working on? (laughs) Uh, Malcolm's been, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, just wrapping up, as always, love the pod and book club. I cannot wait to experience the rest of Jason Aaron's Thor run over the next few weeks. Uh, yeah, podcast is uh, slowly developing. Sorry, Malcolm has been incredibly busy and tired over the last couple months. Um, <laughs> called Blackbuster is going to be a look at uh, 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 big blockbuster movies, the biggest blockbuster movies uh, that have come out, the highest grossing films, and uh, why couldn't those lead characters be played by black people? Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, Mike, it, th- 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 this is what happens, like. Malcolm is a professional, so he actually takes time when he puts together stuff. Whereas I just get an idea and I throw it on there, you know, quality be damned. 
Malcolm is taking the time. He's making sure that his podcast is worth listening to. So yeah. good thing. Good things coming though. Yeah. Good things are coming. Uh, but thanks for, thanks for asking, man. I appreciate you. And uh, that's it. Again, if you want to be part of the mailbag, geeksplain at gmail.com. Put either Ultimate Mailbag or Thorific Mailbag if you want to be part of the book club mailbag. And that does it for this week. Next week, gentlemen, we are heading into actual uncharted waters for me as well as Jacob because we are be going to be tackling issues 12 through 25, wrapping up this initial Thor God of Thunder run with Jason Aaron. And we're going to be dealing with some Roxxon. We're going to be dealing with some Malekith. And we are yeah. going to be opening the door for there to be another Thor. So stay tuned for that. <sighs> Next week, same geek time, same geek channel. Be there or be square, not a circle. But for now, for the Thorific Geeksplained Book Club, I'm Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. Can we just get through one Marvel book without a fucking symbiote? <laughs>
three Thors in one game in one story. I can't believe that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. That that kind of is the mode for the whole run, bro. Yeah. Ooh, oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Not like all at one time like this, but that is kind yeah, of let it, let it be known that uh, okay that Jason Aaron beat out John Watts by about nine years. Yep. Oh wow! Just, just okay, let it yeah. be known. Uh huh. Wow. Because that's all this is. It's it truly is the blueprint for No Way Home or whatever it's called. Thor No Way Home. <laughs> Fuck you, Thor, imagine. No, uh, no way Asgard. Yeah. With Hemsworth. And get some Dolph Lundgren. Oh, nice. And uh, the and, guy who uh, played him in the Hulk movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I would... Honestly, I'd fuck with a Dolph Lundgren as old <laughs> King up. Thor. That sounds really cool. With really the cool. fucking destroyer arm. Yeah. That would be really cool. But he's in the ocean now, so... Can we get True. Liam Hemsworth to play, like, young Thor? The, the, the no, Beowulf we, we, we Thor? Have, we have to get the other Hemsworth. Yeah, it's oh, yeah the other one. It's gotta be Luke. It's gotta be Luke. It's gotta be be Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like the way he played his brother in uh, in the play version in Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Actually, I'd prefer he play him like the character in Westworld because that's one of my favorite (laughs) characters in Westworld. Okay. Westworld. I like Luke. He's He's better than Liam. It's a low bar, my friend. All right, let's do this. (laughs) 